1: 720 wGn a historic day and we were lucky enough to grab a few minutes of Mike theque's time Mike is our news nation DC bureau chief and Mike you're at the Capitol right now
0: yeah that's right I'm gonna give you a little ambiance you might hear an echo here so it really helps the theater of the mind doesn't it but yes I'm inside the Capitol and uh, been sort of couldn't stay away uh, because it is a historic day you're absolutely right Lisa uh,
1: so how many people gathered for speaker Pelosi's announcement?
0: Well, you know, it sort of had a momentous feel. Uh, Virtually every member of the Democratic caucus was inside the House chamber. You very rarely see that. Uh, And there, I don't know, I'd say a third of the Republican conference was in there as well. Um, So it sort of had, uh, you know, the feeling of history, uh, but still a flavor of the partisanship that, it's sort of the hallmark of, of American politics and certainly congressional politics lately.
1: I know that it's very hard because politics are partisan, but she is a woman who has certainly broken the glass ceiling, so to speak, paved the way. There's never been another female Speaker of the House, and she did it, and then she's done it during the time that there were, what? There's been four Republican Speakers of the House, right. uh, and she's managed her stronghold, and they say that she uh, she's always a person that gets the votes,
0: Right. Well, listen, you know, as, a, as an institutionalist, as someone who's covered the Congress inside these halls for 12 years, um, uh, you know, you have to respect her ability to do what she does, to be an engineer, to, uh, to be an engin- a political engineer. You know, to be a party leader is an inside game. And when you have 222 Democrats or 222 members of any party that you have to keep together And you can only have four votes to spare because the majority is 218. It takes a lot of finesse. It takes a lot of ability to understand when to cajole people, when to punish people, when to reward people, when to scratch their backs, when to roll those logs to get legislation passed. Certainly, she's a historic figure. We've heard her say many times in the past, Lisa, that. You know, you mentioned the glass ceiling. She said she cracked the marble ceiling, Mm -hmm. the only woman to ever be speaker, one of the only speakers in history. She's the 52nd U.S. Speaker of the U.S. House uh, to uh, become speaker, lose the speakership's gavel, and then regain it again. You remember uh, when Democrats swept to victory and George W. Bush's, George W. Bush, Bush 43's second term, Nancy Pelosi became speaker for the first time lost it in the 2010 midterms after helping President Obama uh, push through the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, uh, something that people either love or hate. And I think we can say the same thing about Nancy Pelosi. There's not a lot of middle ground. Mm -mm. People either revere her or revile her. Uh, But certainly from an institutional perspective, I think there's no doubt, and I think a lot of Republicans who are familiar with the House would agree, She's been very effective.
1: Oh, she has caused a lot of arguments at our Thanksgiving Day (laughs) table in the past.
0: (laughs) You know, something that's lost in this... one you can dodge this year, or maybe not. Uh, One of the stories, my kind of loss today, is that Steny Hoyer is stepping down as well, the number two Democrat, and there have been rumblings in the caucus for a long time that leadership needed to get younger. It looks as if that's what's going to happen now. Well, that's true. And And you look at the top three Democrats in the House, Nancy Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, uh, and Jim Clyburn all over 80. We just saw standing order, as a matter of fact, uh, just outside the House chamber. Uh, and he was, you know, reported were asking about the transition to power. And basically, you know, he had just announced uh, a matter of a, two hours ago that he was not going to stand for party leadership this time. So it looks as though we're not sure exactly what Jim Clyburn from South Carolina is going to do, of course, Jim Clyburn, instrumental in tilting South Carolina to Joe Biden in the Democratic primary in 2020, a rever- another revered figure within the party, unsure what he- unclear what he's going to do. But now making way uh, for a new generation of leadership, Hakeem uh, Jeffries of New York City, uh, mentioned as the most uh, probable successor as the Democratic leader in the House, now to be the minority leader, at least for the next two years. Uh, That seems to be uh, in the cards coming up. And how about Tim Ryan, who just lost the race for Senate in Ohio? I mean, he had talked about challenging Pelosi in the past, and here he is leaving the House, and the leadership is changing. Is he one of the losers today? Well, you know, there's always a group of individuals who say they're going to vote against Pelosi for for the Speaker's office. You know, the, the Speaker is the only Congressional officer that's specifically named in the Constitution. It is the only officer that is that is elected by the full House or the full Senate, for that matter. Uh, And so come January 3rd, when the Congress that was just elected uh, on November 8th is seated, that's when that leadership. That's when that speaker election happens on the floor of the House. So in the past, when people like Mr. Ryan, Seth Moulton of Massachusetts and others have said, well, we're not going to vote for Nancy Pelosi because she's either too liberal or whatever their whatever their complaint is um they all fall in line at the end because the the choice is uh, to have a Republican be the Speaker of a Democratic House. And nobody wants that.
1: Mike Vacara uh, is, oh, I was so just going to say, he is yeah. in the state, ca- he's in our Capitol right now. That's where he is. He's not in the uh, state yeah. Capitol. He's in D.C. He's in the Capitol. It is a big day. Nancy Pelosi is um, setting down her gavel for the last time. But it doesn't mean she's going to disappear completely. What I did learn today that I was unaware of that she first entered the Capitol at age six. I did not know that she comes from a big, <laughs> big political family.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, That's that's her pedigree. Her father, uh, Tommy D'Alessandro Jr., was uh, first a member of Congress from Baltimore uh, for four terms. Her brother was a member uh, uh, of her. Her brother was the mayor of Baltimore. Her father went on to become the mayor of Baltimore as well. Nancy Pelosi grew up in Baltimore's Little Italy. Uh, She often tells the story about how there was a favor jar in the foyer or the entrance to their house and constituents would come in or uh, uh, political patrons would come in and ask for this favor or that. Her father and then her brother would would, uh, would go through them and sort of work out those old machine politics that were so prevalent in the early 20th century, in the mid-20th century. I know I don't need to tell you guys about that in Chicago. Um, and, and that's where she learned politics. She came to the Capitol when her father was elected to the House when she was six years old, and, yes, she told that story today about how uh, she revered the building itself and the institution, and that was the start of it all, Lisa.
1: And, Mike, I don't know if it was you, but someone that I had a conversation with in the past month, and this has stuck with me, I think it was after we viewed the -the behind-the-scenes footage of what happened on January 6th and how calm and collected she was. Maybe it was you, maybe it wasn't. Identified her as an elder statesman who always had decorum and held themselves to... um, Not a standard, but I can't... Was that you? Did we have that conversation?
0: I I don't recall that, Lisa, but I I, I guess I would tend to agree. Um, You know, uh, that video that you referred to, I was taken by her daughter who was shooting a documentary, her daughter, Alex uh, Pelosi, who famously shot a Travels with George documentary about George W. Bush's uh, campaign in in 2000. And and anyway, at any rate, uh, yeah, you know, um, she is sort of uh, harkens back to an era of politics where people fought it out on the floor. People had sharp differences about policy and politics. Uh, People would go to great lengths uh, to defeat their opponents, either on the floor of the House or the Senate or on the campaign trail. But there was an element of common decency. Um, I think that may be what you're getting to. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Nancy Pelosi has that kind of grace. Uh, I might get in trouble for saying that. That's sort of a value judgment on my part. Uh, But she does... Um, have what uh, in many regard as you know the the traits that we used to revere uh, among our politicians. I, I don't think I, there's any question I about. I think that. half the audience right now might be saying, except for when she tore up President Trump's State of the Union address. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was shocking. Yeah, that was shocking. That was a break break with decorum. There's no question about it. I remember I ran down into the into a studio where I was working at the time, and, and so I, I just couldn't believe that that happened.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the update from the Capitol. We appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you, Lisa. Always a pleasure.
1: Mike Vaquera, our News Nation DC Bureau Chief. Steve has your news next on 720 WGN.